Welcome, welcome. This is Amanda Mortensen with Yoga Wellness Money, and today we're talking about fresh starts and getting organized. I love a fresh start. I consider there to be three fresh starts we get each year. The first one is New Year's, obviously, with New Year's resolutions, the turning over of the brand new year. We're coming up on 2020. Number two, spring. I love spring, spring cleaning. This past spring, I enlisted my husband to help me do spring cleaning, and he had no idea how deep spring cleaning can really go or really how much dust and little crevices of dirt can accumulate. So it was a lot of work, a lot of fun, and it felt great afterward, and it felt pretty good doing it. The third is fall, back to school. Back to school, even if you're not in school, I think is a great time to embrace the changing air, the crispness, the starting to wear cute clothes and layering. And in anticipation of that, I love to, in August, pick something that's really been bugging me and go for it and get it clean and organized and fresh and ready to open up a new season or welcome in a new season. This year, the thing that has been driving me a little bit crazy is paper. Paper is the bane of my existence. As an attorney, I would say that paper inundates my office, my life. I think this is common for a lot of people. And there's one place in particular that I wanted to tackle, and that was my reference room. Backing up, however, I want to tell you I came from California from a 1,700-square-foot house, which I love the space. But it's got three bedrooms, two bathrooms, really open, not a lot of storage. I keep most things out in the garage and clear bins and on shelves that I want to store. And now we've moved to Idaho for five years, and we live in a much bigger home. It's 3,000 square feet, four bedrooms, three baths, and a pantry and a storage food storage closet and lower and upper cabinets. So much storage. I don't have enough food to fill all the spaces. Therefore, in the second room, the big add-on pantry, literally you walk into it, it's attached to the kitchen, it has shelves on three walls, four high, all the way to the ceiling. I use that as my reference room. And in that room, it's organized as follows. On the left-hand side, starting from the top, I have a row of journals. I've kept journals since I was 14 years old. On the second row, I have photo albums. On the third shelf, I have some cookbooks. And on the bottom shelf, a bread maker. If you move a little further into the closet, the whole center shelf turning two corners is my husband's office things and backup paperwork 
and applications he needs from several different carriers and miscellaneous scripts he writes and things that he keeps and goals he sets. I have those organized for him in folders. On the right side of the reference room, I keep all the books that I don't want to have out on our fancy bookshelves. It's the books that aren't pretty. It's the books that are dumb or embarrassing you know, to you, but you love them anyway. Like I have Idiot's Guide to Journaling or The Dummy's Guide to Journaling. And I'm a big journaler. And I was like, there's a book about it. And so I bought it and I keep it and I love it. And also it's the difference between having Anna Karenina on your shelf and having the cliff notes to Anna Karenina on your shelf. One you're going to keep on your shelf out for your company and visitors to see, and the other you're going to keep in your reference room because nobody wants that yellow and black thing out on display. This reference room is the room that got chosen for me this year to prepare for my fresh start going into the fall. It's the space that's been gathering a few more books, papers, coupons that have expired, messiness, general disarray. If the room were a teenager, it would be that 7 a.m. disheveled look that they have. That's sort of what my reference room was looking like. And I just didn't like it. I didn't. I felt uneasy. And so I tackled it this weekend, and it felt great. And I got rid of a lot of things. I even went through all those coupons I have, ex- got rid of all the expired ones, and it was a great feeling. Another story I have in the same vein is my best girlfriend from junior high, who is probably more like a sister at this point, called me very disgruntled that her office area, even though she had done a complete renovation, everything is sparkly new and beautiful. Her new office that she shares with her husband has vertical shelves that have beautiful displays and books, but the actual storage area, the part that's enclosed that people don't see where you keep extra paper, supplies, the printer, there's not a lot of space. And yet she has collected a lot of things for her office, for her projects, for her teaching. She's in graduate school. She's going to be a therapist. So she has boxes on boxes of things that she moved downstairs during the renovation that her husband has been nagging her to take care of. This is where I come in. I'm listening to her and I start to tingle and I start to have that excited feeling because if she will let me, I can't wait to get over there and help her because my husband says that I am Monica from Friends and I don't like that because I want to be Rachel. But in my heart of hearts, I know that he's probably right because nobody should be that excited about organizing somebody else's things. So 10 a.m., first thing this week, got up and went over to my friend's house. And the first thing we did was analyze her space, the space she wanted to use. And it was very clear that she was going to have to find a secondary place 
to have things that she didn't need quite so readily. We descended down the stairs of her home, and lo and behold, she has this awesome, narrow, long storage room fitted with shelves on both sides, big metal shelves, and it is so organized in there. She's got a shelf for Christmas decorations, a shelf for Easter decorations, a shelf for Halloween decorations. She has food storage. She has not often used things like giant crock pots and items to can with. Very organized. I was really impressed. But I also noticed, and it caught my eye immediately, that on the right-hand side, right as you walk in, it was a little more, not disorganized, it just had things that probably belonged at the other end of the shelf, and it could clearly be made four shelves vertical from each other that could be turned into office storage. And I also, in advance, told her to have clear plastic bins. Here's the thing with clear plastic bins, is I don't believe you should have anything stored in boxes that you can't see through. Because if you have it stored in boxes, I guarantee you are lugging junk from place to place to place that you don't need. Here's the deal. If you don't see it, you're not going to use it. You're not going to rotate it. You're not going to make sure it's being used for the purpose it was intended for. So get everything out of boxes and put them in clear boxes and make sure you can see what you have. The only exception to this is something like really old tax returns, maybe dating back. You don't really need more than 10 years. Those can be in a box, clearly labeled. Nobody wants to see those. And the only time you're going to bust those out is if the IRS comes knocking on your door. Other than that, have your items stored in clear boxes so you know what you have, so you're using it, you're rotating it, and you're not just blindly taking it from place to place as you move or you just pile things on top of it and forget that it ever existed. So she already had storage boxes that were clear, which was perfect, So we had a great, we had all the tools we needed. We found a place and we found bins. The next part was really tackling what she had. And she would have piles of manuals and books that she used for teaching. And she said, well, I might need those in the future, which is true. She may. But I also looked and I said, I'm pretty sure you'll never use some of those again. So we had her do a simple exercise. I got it from Marie Kondo, and I just had her get on her knees. I put the whole pile in front of her, and I said, pick a side, right or left, and call it yes or no. And when you touch it, you just decide immediately yes, no. And sure enough, she got on her knees and like lightning fast, yes, no, no, yes. And she even subdivided her nose into donate and toss. And in the other room, she had boxes already ready with donation items in them. So as soon as she was done sorting through a pile, we could take the donate and trash and put them in the donate thing or in the big uh, trash pile we had already started. This process of sorting through piles 
just continued. Every time we came on a pile of similarly similarly suited things, we'd sit her down, she'd sort through, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And we just pursue from there. And the one job I noticed was probably the most important thing of me even being there, because she's pretty organized herself, is that I just help keep her on track. Because this is what happens if we're really honest with ourselves. When we start to purge or organize or really dig in, we get sidetracked. We pick up an item and all of a sudden we start to feel memories or it reminds us of something or we think, oh, this goes with something else that's just like it. And we get distracted and we'll spend seconds, like 30, 40, a minute on one item when really in that amount of time you could have sorted through an entire stack. So whenever I could see her kind of stuttering and going down that circling the drain of distraction, I would pull her out and say, okay, don't worry about it. We'll attend to that later and put that aside and then keep her back on track. Also, it helps immensely to just gather all like items together. So she had pens and pencils in every possible location. There were little storage things and you'd open it and have four pencils and a couple pens and a marker and you'd find those tucked and hidden in every part of her teaching things, school things, probably former children's school things, uh, buckets, little buckets with colored pencils of all colors. And we took all of those and found a smaller plastic bin that was deep but not wide and just put those all in there. And if I thought she would have had the patience and wouldn't have, you know, sort of a little bit murdered me with her eyes, I would have actually made her Marie Kondo her pens because I've never seen so many pens and pencils in my life. I mean, she had pencils that had never been sharpened that were brand new and ones that were broken and ones that were fresh and markers that for all we know, if we opened them, they were dried out. However, for that given day, I thought having them in one place and one bin and one bucket neatly on the shelf was perfect. All of that, boxes and boxes and storage units assembled downstairs that needed a home, we were able to sort and weed through that in two hours with the two of us. And it was a fraction of the time I thought it was actually going to take. And then she took me to lunch because she's such an awesome friend. So the point of this conversation today is I really, really want to encourage you to think of something that's just driving you crazy in the back of your mind, like this part of your house. And it might be paper because Marie Kondo says that paper sucks joy. And I couldn't agree with that more. So if you have a part of your life, maybe it's your file cabinet. A year ago, I Marie Kondoed my file cabinet. I took every last file and paper out, each one, and cleaned them and weeded them and kept what I needed to keep and threw away what I didn't and had it shredded. But that was a great feeling because really, and if you don't have a file cabinet, I recommend that you find a system, a really simple system of getting some vertical files that you can just hang up in a little box that you buy that has 
you know, one year's worth of bills, your mortgage statements, your important documents like the titles to your car and birth certificates and passports and things that you don't want to lose and just keep those all in one place. And I have another tip that I have recently implemented maybe two years ago of a temporary file. Because what I noticed is if I delayed filing, I have a file that is to be filed. So it's upstairs in my office. It's to be filed. Eventually, it goes downstairs into the master file cabinet, and I file it away. But I also get a lot of papers that I need, but I don't need them for very long. It's an announcement. It's a summary of benefits from my insurance company. Things that are like relevant, but not going to be relevant for very long. So I've invented, and it's so clever, temporary file. That's all. It's just a temporary file, and it's labeled temporary file. And so when I get those things that aren't long-term keepers, but they're sort of short-term keepers, they just go in one place, temporary file. So if I need something in the next couple months, it's probably in my temporary file. And every six, eight, 12 months, I'll go through it and I can discard more than three quarters of it. So that's a little tip to staying organized. With that, I want to leave you with just a few tips. Number one, pinpoint the area of your house or life that's really nagging you that really needs attention. Number two, pick its space. Where does it belong? Does it belong in a cabinet? Does it belong on a shelf? Does it belong in a cabinet? Whatever the space is, clear that space and dedicate that space. Every part of your house has a purpose and a mission for what it's supposed to fulfill. Maybe it's the area in your house where it's meant to comfort you and bring your family together and relax and have fun. Maybe it's the part of the house that's supposed to be in order and be very easy to figure out, like a kitchen, cups or by the sink, and spatulas are next to the stove. So every part of your house has something it wants to be for you. So make sure your things are in the place they belong. The third thing is to stack similarly uh, situated items, like items of the same genre or species. So if you have a bunch of Pens and pencils, gather all those up together. Office supplies, gather those all up together. Uh, All the papers, gather those up together. Books, gather those up together and sort them by category. And that's another Marie Kondo principle, and it really is helpful. I did books maybe eight months ago, and I did. I took all the books off the bookshelf, all the books out of the reference room, all the books that were next to nightstands, put them all in a master pile downstairs and touched every single one. And I was surprised at how many books I was willing to let go of because I love books and I don't think I ever want to part with them. But when I had to physically touch it and be like, oh, do I feel this? Does it spark joy? A lot of them didn't. 
And even the spousal unit was willing to take his pile of books and he just quickly said, yes, no, yes, yes, no. And we really winnowed down our book collection. And now when I look at the books, I'm like, every single one of these books I love so much. That is my challenge for you for the month is pick a category, tackle it, open up room for great things to come into your life this fall and just have another fresh start towards the tail end of our year. The challenge I have for you today is to take your purse or your wallet and clean that out. Oh my goodness, the stuff that collects in our purses and wallets. The only time I've ever regretted not having a ton, ton of crap in my purse is at a baby shower when you got a point for every random thing you had in your purse, like a Band-Aid or a paper clip or a pen that didn't work. I thought, who has a pen that doesn't work in their purse? And yet, their people had it. So that was a time I regretted not having a cluttered purse. But 90% of the time, it pays to go through your purse and wallet regularly and take out all those receipts. And my favorite thing with receipts is to get one of those, they look like envelopes, they're plastic, they have 12 dividers, you can do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, through Z, and when you get a receipt, you take it, and if it's from Banana Republic, you put it in the B's. If it's from Target, you put it in the T's. And that goes for every type of receipt you get except for car receipts, repairs. I put those in my car file and grocery receipts I keep in our junk drawer for a month in case I get some bad avocados that I want to return or exchange. That's really helpful to actually have your grocery store receipt. They're very amenable to that regardless of the store. So that said, today the purse and or the wallet. And this month in August, in preparation of the fall, is really try to clean out all things related to paper. Books, files, coupons, announcements, reference things you've been saving, get those organized, get them hole punched, put in a binder, or throw them out. But that's the challenge. So... I'd love to hear from you. Jump on over to Yoga Wellness Money. Leave us a comment. And I wish you a great rest of the day. And I hope that you'll come and join us soon. Thanks and namaste.